Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope that you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be on this easy, breezy, sometimes cheesy earth, <laughs> That you are able to acknowledge the divine feminine principle in this world. If you are a divine masculine, it's time to understand the other half of what's happening in the past, well, like right now and in the past six weeks or so with your divine feminines. And if you are a divine feminine, it's time for us to acknowledge what we have been going through. And I feel like it's been a little bit rougher, if not a lot rougher for the divine masculines. But we have to see what we have been up against ourselves because it's also not really that much of a picnic, although we did pack snacks. (laughs) The divine masculines have been starving for attention quite possibly, but they were not ready or willing or able to reach out to get it from outside of themselves because they knew they needed to heal on their own, whatever it is that they're going through as a collective whole. And so what the divine feminines have been going through, and this has been my observations from myself, as well as from all the other uh, twin flame collective readers out there. Um, So basically divine feminines over the past several months, actually have been feeling stuck and sad, like really just sad in the past five to six weeks. Like this twin flame connection is never going to happen. And if you're not in a twin flame incarnate situation, um, and you're divine feminine, you might have that same feeling, but that something else in your life is never going to happen. Uh, for me, I was feeling like I'm never going to get my, my TESOL certification. I'm never going to finish. I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to succeed. Like those kinds of, you're never gonna, never gonna, never gonna. Okay. So, and, and if you're looking for, uh, your boyfriend to propose, you're like, he's never going to pop the question. If you're single and you're like thinking, I'm never going to find my soulmate. I'm never going to find a relationship. I'm never going to get into the school of my choice. It's been that, that kind of energy, that kind of feel like I'm never going to get that thing I want. Like 
damn it, you know, I've been striving for this thing for months. I've been working at, at this for so, so long. Nothing is moving. The energy is stuck, and I just feel like it's never going to effing happen, and I don't know what the hell to do. And a lot of us uh, divine feminines, we need to admit a little bit that we were thinking, mm, I kind of wish I had a rescuer. <laughs> I wish I had someone to help me out here with this situation that I'm going through. Some of you might have been looking for a job and you felt like you're stuck. You're, n- you're never going to find a job. It's not going to happen. Coronavirus. A lot of businesses are shut down. How the hell are you going to find a job? It's impossible. Never going to make the rent, you know, those kinds of energies. And I have heard from several of you uh, over the past couple months where you're just like, I don't know what the hell to do. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm a little scared here. Like, what the fuck? What do I do? Part of this uh, energy led us to feelings of giving up. Screw it. I've heard from several women in the past two months that felt like, including myself, that felt like, you know, maybe suicide really is an option. Maybe this is where it's going to head. You know, if, if, if things remain stuck the way they have been and there's no end in sight to the global pandemic or some of the other things going on in the world, I mean, starved to death or suicide, one of those two. You know, it just kind of felt like almost like it's a viable option, but it's not, not for me, not for you, not for your friends that might feel this way. And divine masculine have also have, have had those thoughts of suicidal tendencies. Also, not just the feminines. Okay. So it's been a global thing where we're just so stuck and it's just so horrible. Like how the world has just come to a screeching halt, the entire world. I mean, a lot of us have been thinking like, well, maybe it's just time to fucking check out, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe this ride is over. <laughs> I'm going to cut this vacation short. This shore leave is, is done. You know, that was the energy for a while. Now it's not the energy now though. Okay. Um, if you're still feeling like that, I please let's continue to talk about this because when we get through this, you're going to maybe feel like maybe it's probably the energy is shifting. It's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Everything, whether you're divine masculine or divine feminine, it's all going to be okay. Okay. But this is what the ladies or at least the divine feminines. And again, you could be a divine feminine in a male body or a trans body. It's the energy of your soul. It's an energy signature in your soul. So I say ladies, but it's not necessarily Uh, only women, you could be a divine feminine in a non-female body. Okay. So don't, don't take that to heart. If you know, don't let that bother you. Um, cause what I truly mean is the energy signature of our souls. Okay. So if you felt like giving up and if you felt like we need a rescuer and then you decided screw that instead of giving up on ourselves, we started to shift and change in the past three weeks where we felt like we're not only going to, we're not going to give up on ourselves and we're not going to give up on our divine masculines, 
but we're also not going to expect a rescue any longer from any other person. And we got to the point in the past two to three weeks where we decided we need to be our own rescuers. And that gave us a source of internal strength that we didn't have before. And maybe we did, but it was hidden all along because we were, you know, hoping for the happy romantic ending as it were, and it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, life's not always a romantic comedy. Sometimes life is a comedy of errors. So then we went to the next, um, thing that we decided we needed to do is drop the princess or the damsel in distress act. And we know we all have that somewhere inside. Even the divine masculine might have a little bit of that. I hope I get rescued kind of energy. We all kind of hope. And remember when the new age, uh, energy started to shift and change about 20 years ago. And someone said, you know, well, shit, howdy. I think we're the ones we're looking for. (laughs) We're not, we're not waiting for the aliens to rescue us or Jesus to come down with his almighty sword and cut down our enemies. We're not waiting for the the spacecrafts to arrive, (laughs) you know, to fix everything. I mean, we might want to stop polluting our planet on our own. We might want to be a part of the Paris Climate Accord. (laughs) We might want to acknowledge greenhouse gas and carbon dioxide emissions are real. We might be the ones we have always been looking for, for a rescue. (laughs) We might be the ones that need to rescue ourselves. We might be the ones that need to be the peace we need to see in the world and the change we need to see in the world. We're the ones that need to hold the vibration. And as divine feminines, we've learned that we have to be the vessel of the goddess of peace, of change, of love. And so we became, so we became that. And what have we learned in the past few weeks is that we have a strength inside of us and we had to find this strength and we had to run with it. And we had to understand that it's okay to be strong because we're not a little pretty, pretty princess, although we might be inside. We are the goddess. We are the queen. We have a queendom to run, baby. (laughs) And we don't need to sit around waiting for the king to recognize his queen because we have to recognize it in ourselves in order to be recognized by our kings. We decided that we need to accomplish what we need to accomplish on our own, away from everybody else, without other people's inputs or insights, without asking every little Uh, question. What do you think? Do you think, do you think? Because no, damn it. The buck stops here. We are the queen and this is our, our empire. Whether you run a multi-billion dollar conglomerate or a corner store or an Avon business out of your house, whatever your situation is, even if you don't work, 
you've come into this power and this joy of knowing I'm in charge. This is my life. I make the rules in my queendom and this is my empire. Maybe it's small. Maybe it's not small at all. But no matter what your empire looks like to you, you've decided that you're going to accomplish without the approval seeking that maybe you have done in the past and you have learned not to stand in the shadow of others to make yourself look smaller or meeker in order to have others feel better about themselves. We've decided to rise up and be good examples for other women who want to also, and divine feminines, who also want to stand up for themselves as well. And we're not going to fucking take it anymore. All of the bowing down and the kowtowing to what we were considering the male authority. Because as divine feminines, we recognize now, perhaps for the first time ever, or at least we're starting to recognize that our divine masculines are our equal partners. We are equal to them. And we're feeling it on levels and in ways we never thought we would before. We didn't even know what we didn't know until we finally know, (laughs) you know? So accomplishments, accomplishing on our own, making new goals and striving and thriving on our own. We have found an inner strength that only came with giving up on missing our divine masculines, not focusing on relationships so much. Even if you're married, um, a lot of you who I've spoken to who are married have just decided, you know what? I'm going to have my own. I'm going to do something else. Instead of relying on my husband's income or waiting for him to get a job, I've gone out and I've gotten my degrees and I've gotten my job and I've got my own And I'm strong and I could make it on my own. What if my DM isn't in my life anymore? Well, well, sure. That'll be sad and I'll get through it. I'll be okay because I'm accomplishing my own goals. I'm in charge of my own empire because I am a queen. And that's the energy. I don't know if you women feel it. I don't know if you divine feminines in male bodies or trans bodies, or I don't know if you all are feeling it, but this is what you're going through right now. It's a transformational change and it's wonderful. It's beautiful. So, uh, you've made new goals or you're in the process of making new goals and you're setting your sights quite a bit higher than where you were before. And it's not all about making a, a ton of money always. It's part of it. Sure. You deserve to be paid for your time. And that's another thing. I did notice that a lot of people used to give away free stuff all the time, right? And you see it once in a great while, but I remember years ago, everyone was giving away free readings, this and free consultations that, um, all the, all the, uh, divine feminines were. And now it's more like, you could get 20% off if you buy two readings, you know, it's more of a more empowering stance. And it's like, I'm sorry, I don't give my time and my work away for free. I'm a queen, by the way. Did you know, 
you know, and it's not really how people are saying it, but it's kind of that attitude of, I deserve to be paid for my time and my expertise and what I bring to the table is valuable. And that's where we have changed. We have learned our own self-worth. We have found more confidence and self-esteem. And we also have found our own personal value, our own worth and our own value in that which we have accomplished and what we can bring to the table to help others. I, for one, have started to realize, even though my twin has certain amazing things about him that I have not been able to accomplish, what I realized is he's the other half of me, and I'm the other half of him. And I start realizing, what do I bring to the table? When we meet, I'm going to bring him things uh, that he always wished he had about himself. And I am that that is himself. He is that which is myself. So I have accomplished the things I always wanted to, but I only did it through him, through that half of my soul. And we have learned that there's more to us. We are multiple, uh, multi-dimensional beings accomplishing way more than we ever thought we were. And on multiple timelines too, and the divine masculines as well. <laughs> In the past couple years, we've all started to realize, oh my God, some of us are feeling it when we hop timelines. Some of us are feeling it when we just hopped into a better timeline with a brighter future. So we are accepting what's happening as divine feminines, especially those of us who have remained single in spite of our hopes beyond hope that the knight in shining armor will come rescuing us or at least come and stand by our side to rule our combined kingdoms together. But we've learned to accept that maybe he won't. And we've learned that that's okay because we are okay. We are strong. We stand strong and steadfast on our own. We have also learned that we have a new level of love and compassion and support for our divine masculine counterparts, whether they are our brothers, our husbands, our fathers, our best friends, our neighbors, or our twin flames or soulmates themselves. We have learned a deeper level of self-support. We have learned how to heal any and all gender-based stereotypes that we held inside us, whether we are in a masculine or a feminine body. We have learned to heal the gender-based stereotypes of men and of women in general in our societies. We have learned to see a bigger picture, a much bigger picture for ourselves. We have learned to ask for a little more and in some cases a lot more. We have learned that we have infinite love for our divine masculine counterparts and that brings us infinite patience in allowing 
the divine masculines to heal their inner childhood wounds, something that we as divine feminines have been working on for several years already. (laughs) So we have also reached new heights of self-love and self-respect. We have begun to feel our personal power to a level at which it feels palpable to us. We have even had glimmers of hope and inner gleanings of actual happiness. We have learned to sit in stride and we have learned to sit in peace. We have learned to sit with ourselves. Through all of this that we have learned, we have gained and garnered a new sense of pride and accomplishment in ourselves. And we have started to feel that it's okay to be alone and we will make it on our own. We're going to survive whether we're alone or whether we come together with our divine masculines with whom, which we will thrive. And we're okay with that because we know who we are now on a level that we never did before. And there's a bonus in all of this is that being more centered in who we are and being okay with being who we are and alone, we have drawn our divine masculines closer to us and we have made ourselves more attractive, more magnetic to the divine masculine. So if you have been worried, if you have been thinking that you don't think it'll ever happen, but you've given up and you've moved forward with all the things. And if all these things are true for you, you just made yourself a thousand times more attractive. And I don't mean beauty on the outside, but like a magnet inside (laughs) because you're fueling your own fire and creating your own flame. And you're burning so bright that the divine masculines now have a way to find you. We've also come into our own sexuality and sensuality with honor and respect of our bodies to a level at which we never had before as well. Again, that makes us more attractive and more magnetic to our divine masculine counterparts. And again, this is not a a physical gender-based reading. This is about the divine feminine which you may or may not be. And if you're a divine masculine, your divine feminine is somewhere out there waiting for you to step up and join her so you can rule the kingdom together. And as I said yesterday, you could be a gay couple or a lesbian couple and one of you is still going to be the divine masculine and one of you will be the divine feminine, whether it's a soulmate relationship or a twin flame relationship. 
that's just the way it is. It's always kind of that way. The male energy and the female energy. And I have male and female energy in, in myself. So it's very possible. And I'm pretty certain my divine masculine has a female as well as male energy inside of him as well. Because that can happen too. So anyway, uh, that's, those are the insights I got today from a uh, prime creator for the divine, uh, feminines. And, um, wanted to bring up another thing. Uh, what is in your energy field? What is in your energy field? I want you guys to become aware of what's in your energy field. Because if you keep coming up with things over and over and over and over and over and over again, It's, there's a reason for it. I don't know why, but JJ, just J period, J period, like a name or initials have come up again and again and again and again, like in the past three, four or five days. And only this morning did I go, well, wait a minute. I used to know a JJ. His name was Jimmy Johnson and they called him Jimmy JJ Johnson, like uh, Johnny JJ Walker. (laughs) Um... And I just kept coming across what's happening clips on YouTube, which was weird. So JJ, I don't know what that means. If it means something to you, then I'm here to bring that message to you. Laundrell, you guys, I've got to recommend the YouTube. YouTuber Laundrell, L-O-N-D-R-E-L-L-E. I mentioned him yesterday. I'm mentioning him again today. Oh my God. He plays healing music. Hip-hop, lo-fi, absolutely amazing, high vibration, very high vibration. He talks about, you know, some of his songs are talking about breaking up, but saying, like, he's very succinct and clever in what he says to the person who broke up with him in a way that it's relatable to all of us. If we've ever had a breakup with someone who cheated on us or who hurt us or broke our hearts... And it didn't make sense. Like it didn't track like why out of nowhere they broke up with us and there was nothing wrong with the relationship. He has a couple songs like that. I recommend the song gone. If you've gone through that, um, just gone G O N E that's the name of the song gone by Laundrell. If, um, that's not your situation and you're kind of okay. Um, in the realms of relationships breaking up, he's got a lot of stuff about, he's got a lot of meditations He's got a lot of conversations and a lot of lectures, but set to music in a pleasant and relaxing way. Like if you get high, it would be really good. Just get high and listen to this guy. You could probably fall asleep with him speaking and he's not going to program your subconscious mind in a weird way because it's very true, very real, very positive and very enlightened poetry and sayings and lectures and he's just amazing he's just amazing so i urge you to check out Londrell. he is awesome so a lot of stuff has been coming into my energetic field uh the phrase hallelujah came to me like three times from three completely wildly different sources um i randomly i looked up something and randomly came across the song Hallelujah. I'm like, I haven't heard that in a while. So I played it and I thought, Oh, it's amazing. And then I watched a movie and someone said, Hallelujah. Something had happened. And then, um, 
cosmic threader said the word hallelujah, which is, is like wildly random in his, uh, video a couple days ago. And I think maybe another time it came up. I'm like, what? So if hallelujah means something to you, um, I don't know why, but I know it is a, it's a old fashioned word, uh, for rejoice. Let's be happy and celebrate. And I felt like celebrations are coming and JJ. I still didn't know. I know that my, uh, twin flame, his initials are JD. So JJ, I don't know what that exactly is. Um, inner child work with the divine masculine that has come up six or seven or eight times in the past two weeks. So I know that, uh, that's been a thing. There was a phrase that I cannot quite think of. If I think of it later, I'll bring it up. But this one very strange, uh, phrase that was seemingly out of place came up in three awkward ways. Like on a movie I watched in a conversation that someone did on, um, I don't even know. It might've been like one of the comedians that does politics like Stephen Colbert or Trevor Noah. And then in a movie and a TV show, the TV show winks, uh, the winks saga fate, the winks saga. It it was very strange. It ended kind of darker than I had hoped. It's about a fair, a fire fairy who finds her way to a fairy school. (laughs) It's a really weird show, but it's, it's really weird, but I, I, I love fantasy shows like that. I hate when they start off so dark because they're only going to just get darker. And I just wanted it to be a lighthearted, Hey, we're in fairy school. Look at all the cool tricks we can do. (laughs) You know, kind of like the worst witch, you know, they have like a minor crisis here and there and then they solve it, you know, but this, it was a little bit darker than I expected. Not as dark as Sabrina, but if you do want a fun new show, it's less than six hours worth of material. You can knock it out on the weekend while you're cleaning your house or doing your actually don't do it while you're cleaning your house. You want to watch the watch it because beautiful visuals. Wow. Just so amazing. The colors and it's pretty nice. The sets aren't as elaborate and wildly um, artistic, like as in Bridgerton, which is a wild show. It's like a fantasy version of gossip girl set a couple hundred years ago but in the fantasy mind of somebody, it's not actually real. The costuming's not even remotely real, but it's kind of beautiful. And I loved it. Actually, Bridgerton was fun. That was a fun romp. I saw it the first weekend it came out. I watched all the episodes. I'm like, ah, this show is really cool. Anyway, um, but Laundrell guys, I really, really recommend Laundrell. So there's that. Um, I can't think of that phrase. I'm going to have to go back and watch. I know what episode it's in. When I hear it, I'll let you guys know. So, speaking of hallelujah, I actually got on Coursera again today. I've been waiting for over 10 days, like 10 and a half days, almost 11 days now, to hear back with what happened uh, to my portfolio. I had turned in 22 papers, 10 videos. There were almost 10 minutes each. I mean, literally I, I, I put out enough video. It was like a, it was like a, um, a full length feature comedy movie. That's how much video I put out <laughs> of me teaching English to a fake class. Cause we had to pretend if we didn't have an actual class, which 
why would we? We don't have the damn certificate yet. I mean, didn't make a lot of sense, but okay. And so I was wondering what happened, you know, it's like been 10 days and I thought, well, maybe it takes two weeks. Maybe it's another three, four or five days worth of waiting. All right, whatever. You know, it's cool. It's fine. (laughs) So I write the company and I said, so it's been 10 days. I haven't heard back. I want to know how long does it take to hear back when you've turned in your portfolio? I mean, I know there's thousands of students. I'm not, you know, too worried. All right, fine. And they get back to me and they're like, well, you didn't do your peer reviews. And I'm like, just because it says peer reviews as per their, uh, you know, rules, you cannot review your peers on these 30 freaking assignments because it has to be the staff at Arizona state university. It's the final project of all the projects, the accumulation of all the work of 48 weeks worth of work, which took me five months, which is 20 weeks. But anyway, and they said, and they came back at me with, you know, like you didn't read the instructions. I'm like, no, you didn't see their instructions, you know? And they came back and they, oh yeah, you're right. Well, you didn't do it. <laughs> it says you have to turn it in. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Um, you know, there's something wrong with your, you know, your, uh, thing. Cause it says, <laughs> I, I reviewed my zero out of zero reviews and I already got credit for that. And I submitted the assignment and I did everything that was necessary. So there's something wrong. There's like a glitch or something. And so then they get back to me a third time and they say, well, you didn't pass. I'm like, okay, these are the assignments I've already handed in. I've already gotten 97%, which is straight A's across the board over 20 weeks worth of work. So I know for a fact I passed. (laughs) So you're telling me I got an F. I handed in like six bonus papers on top of it. Cause they said you could hand in bonus work as well. So they sent me a screenshot with my name on it that said, I got 10 points out of 50. So I don't pass. And I'm like, where the hell do you see that? So I went back in the class. I found the grades and it said that I got 20% and that I don't pass. And I'm like, what, how the hell is that possible? So I went and I wrote a a sweet, you know, it was very nice, you know, to the teachers. Can you please let me know what did I do wrong that I wouldn't pass? I mean, I got 97% on all these assignments, the exact same assignments. Now I'm handing them into you and you're saying that it's only 20%. Like what the hell? There goes $300 of my money or 250, whatever I paid and five months of my time. And now I can't get a job. You know, I'm starting to panic. I was like, Oh my God, good Lord. I'm starting to panic. And so I wrote them a nice little, Hey, what gives? (laughs) And all of a sudden I got a random congratulations. You have passed from Coursera. And 30 seconds later, Congratulations from Arizona State University. You have passed with your TESOL certification. You can now go on to teach English. 
And I was like, woo. (laughs) And I'm still like, how the hell did I get 20% and pass? Some fucked up thing is happening. I don't know what. So I asked them, you know, look, how were you guys saying that I only got 20%, but they're saying from Arizona State University that I just passed. And they're like, well, can you send us the email? And I send them the email and they're like, well, can you send us a screenshot? I'm like, how the hell did you not read the email? I'm like, okay, whatever. So I sent them a screenshot and I proved it. And all of a sudden, as if like a miracle, bada boom, bada fucking bing. I'm no longer enrolled in the course. I can't even access the course because I have all like, it's like nine or no, 10, I have 10 different class certifications from every class I passed, including my 150 hour TESOL certification. And I was like, woohoo. And I went around and I sent it to a couple of my friends who had been following the saga of the English teaching specialization. And, um, (laughs) my kids, I sent it to my kids like, Oh my God, I did it. This is so cool. And Then I went back in and I wanted to see it and read. What does it say on it? It has the signatures of all the teachers. It says Arizona state university has a stamp and everything. And I thought, Oh yeah. I mean, in all that weird, like you got 20%, you didn't turn in the assignment, right? It's like, I freaking know I did. I pulled an all nighter. I told you guys two weeks ago, I pulled an all nighter. I, I worked throughout the whole weekend and I, I mean, I pulled an all nighter. I turned it in at seven 30 in the morning. I know I did it right. I mean, I was drinking so much coffee. It was ridiculous. And they just like treating me like I'm a fucking idiot. And I'm like, no, there's something wrong. And I, I, I did stop. And I did say a prayer and I said, God, I need help with this. Cause, um, I know I did the work <laughs> and this, this whole thing has been driving me crazy because when I first looked into this a couple years ago, it said it was six weeks long. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Six weeks. All right. I could do that. I could do that. Maybe I could do it in three or four weeks, but cool. Six weeks. And it was six courses. And by the time I enrolled, it was eight courses of six weeks each. I don't know if they added to it in the past two, three years, or if it was always that way. And I saw the word course and thought that meant week, <laughs> you know, and I shot myself in the foot cause I should have gotten this, you know, three, four years ago, just to be fair, just to be honest. But I did, I said a prayer and I said, I, I need this fixed. I need this shit fixed one way or the other. I need to hear that I need to uh, hand this in. And by the way, when I first started the course, they said it's going to take up to two weeks to grade your paper or to grade your final project. So, you know, give us patience. And then when I got to the end, they didn't say anything. And then there was like one little note in one weirdly obscure forum that said, by the way, it takes six weeks to grade your paper, your, all of your papers. And if you, um, don't pass during that six weeks, you will be, will, or you'll be able to submit it. And it takes an additional six weeks. And I'm like, Oh my effing God. If I forget one dot 
on an I or one cross on a T. This could be another four to six months of not getting my effing certification. And I just need to teach English on an app where I point to my face and say, Apple, Apple, now it's your turn and hold my ear while they say, Apple, Apple. Do I really need a fucking certification for that? No. A kindergartner in the United States can teach a kindergartner in China to do the exact same thing that the, the apps are like for babies. It's super, super, super easy, but it's $22 an hour. So, Hey, <laughs> I'll teach kindergarten like a kindergartner. Cool. That's easy. It's fun. And Ooh, the pretty colors in the app. <laughs> It's like a fluffy Benny Ringbow job. I mean, it seems like that. It's got to be a little bit hard, probably, I'm sure. But, you know, being uh, patient with the cute little children. But this was an ordeal for me. I went through this whole day, this whole day, like, what the hell, man? They didn't get back to me. It's been 10 days. Now they're saying I'm a failure. Really? I got straight A's throughout the whole thing, and now I'm just a failure? Huh. Uh, something's not right. And after they said I'm a failure, literally within 10 minutes, oh, congratulations, you passed. I'm like, oh, congratulations, I'm not a fucking failure. They lied. They showed me a page that looks so legit. And then I went throughout the whole thing and couldn't find the same page, but I found a similar page that said I did fail. And I'm like, well, that's shitty. <laughs> what the hell did I do wrong? And I started doubting myself. And I thought, no, 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 I know. I know for a fact. Everything's fine. Because not only did I have links to all my YouTube videos, all my YouTube videos themselves, I had a, I had a, um, the actual lesson that I was teaching. So I know that everything was like double, it was like backed up and double backed up that they had access to everything, all my work. And it was like, all of a sudden, like a holy fucking miracle from God. Thank you, God, so much. Now I've got the Tesla certification. So I read it after I send it out to a few people. And on the certification itself, underneath where it says my name, where I passed and what day I passed, it doesn't say that I completed 150-hour Tesla certification. It says, oh, no, no, no. You too can get your own certification if you just go to Coursera.org. And I'm like, oh, my God, motherfucker. I paid $300 for a fucking advertisement of Coursera. Are you effing kidding me right now? How am I supposed to give this to a prospective employer Hey, here's my certification that comes not with one, but in two different places on the diploma itself. It says advertising lines from Coursera. I'm kind of pissed about this. Kind of pissed about it. But we'll see. Hopefully it'll still get me a job. It does say TESOL certification with my name and completion date. It has a list of all of the specializations that I completed. And it has a signature of four fellows at Arizona State University who are in that program. So I completed the specialization and I guess I'm an English teacher. (laughs) I've been a Bible school teacher. I've been a Sunday school teacher when I was in high school. When I was in college, I got my 
uh, emergency teaching credentials to be a substitute teacher. And that is how I legally was able to homeschool my kids around the world, or at least around this part of the world, (laughs) South America. We never got out of Central and South America, but... (laughs) And now I'm officially an English teacher. Oh my God. That was so much work. I could actually walk into a university and from scratch, I know how to make lessons that will teach people how to speak and read and write English from scratch, (sighs) which is not even how I'm going to teach, but I did it guys. I did it. I freaking did it, which means tomorrow I apply for jobs. Damn it. (laughs) I actually want the jobs, but it's like, man, you know, I thought I could complain, do my part in the complaining and have another week off. And another excuse not to apply for a job. Oh, God. (laughs) Now, here we go with the taking responsibility and accomplishing and certifications. And this brings me to another point. Um, uh, Astrology with Heather and Lada Dunsheva. Dunsheva. D-U-N-C-H-E-V-A. Lada, L-A-D-A. Both of these, Astrology with Heather and Lada's... uh, YouTube channels. They both talked about accomplishing something of education for Virgos. And also I think Gemini's there's something about an accomplishment this week. Anyway, this Virgo, she fucking did it guys. Oh my God. (laughs) But I wanted to point this out to you, this long saga of what happened today, because we are in Mercury shadow period, Mercury retrograde shadow. And this is some of the stuff that can happen. (laughs) don't get all unglued and all hell bent on destruction scorched earth (laughs) seriously I was like oh I'm getting so okay I wasn't all that mad but I was getting I was starting to get hot under the collar okay I wasn't full-blown mad yet but I was getting pissed a little bit like you know what and the whole mansplaining Oh my God. I mean, I went through five different emails and if I show them to you, uh, a couple of you are going to go, uh, wow, nice mansplaining there. Two or three different places, um, in these emails was like, I'm not an idiot. Your course is not technically correct when it says these words, peer review, (laughs) When it's supposed to be teacher review, it's not my fault they wrote the... Yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot of mistakes in this lesson, in these series of lessons. A lot of mistakes that I saw. <laughs> I probably would have gotten 100% if it wasn't for those mistakes. You know, some of the questions and the quizzes were a little bit off, but whatever. I freaking did it. But it's that lack of communication and the lack of understanding of communication that we are, if that's happening right now and we're not in Mercury retrograde yet, and that happens on the 30th, holy man, we're in for a freaking doozy. Especially if you're a Virgo or Gemini or a communicator sign like us. And Mercury is a sign, the planet of communication. And look at what's already happened. Ah! <laughs> but if you are patient, and you are diligent and you check your work and you double check your work and you triple check your work 
and you know you're in the right, you can cautiously move forward in these communications and it's going to end up being okay. But I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm, this is a precautionary tale (laughs) because, oh my God, I mean, I, I was like, are you serious? I might've just set myself back by six weeks more worth of work. Why? How? What happened? Oh my God. And then all of a sudden I got it. And it's like, oh, (laughs) they're like, share this to your LinkedIn group so that you could get hired for jobs. And I'm like, well, that's not how I'm going to get the job. But thanks. That's weird. Thanks. Very, very, very weird. (laughs) I mean, they were like, well, if you completed it, then why didn't you hand in your you know, paperwork so you could get your certification. You know, that's a whole nother thing. I'm like, well, gee, I did that 10 days ago too. (laughs) Not a moron. I know how to do it because I read thoroughly three damn damn times because I'm a Virgo and I'm very thorough. I'm thorough to the point where I make myself sick. So, uh, the mansplaining, damn it. That just really irritated me, but There you go. Uh, So anything that you're striving for, if you're getting weird and bad communication, take a step back and try it again from a different angle and be prepared to show proof and be prepared for things to screw up. Like I sent, I sent the email and I know I sent the email from my end, but they didn't see it. And when they sent me what I sent them, there was no email there. A lot of computer screw ups. It's coming by, by the end of the week, like by Sunday, it's going to just be like, you know, (laughs) watch out. Don't make travel plans. Don't drive anywhere in your car. If you don't have to, don't go anywhere out of the ordinary and don't start any new projects after the 30th. I'm just telling you any project or anything that you had planned on doing for years and months and days and weeks. Yeah, you could start that, but you got to be very careful, 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 steady as she blows because it's, it's, this one's going to be a freaking doozy with the full moon coming up tomorrow. It's a doozy, man. This is a doozy of a week and it's going to be a doozy of a year, <laughs> hopefully in wilder and amazing ways as compared to last year which where everything was come to a screeching halt, but I don't know. I just, Oh God, you guys, I look exhausted now (laughs) in a way, but for days and days and days, I've been very, very tired last night. As I was getting ready to sleep, I was feeling that maybe just maybe I might have cancer. And so I was thinking, that's what I was thinking last night. I'm like, uh, this is how tired I got when I actually had cancer before. And I got rid of it in three weeks. If you need the cure, I'll send it to you happily for free. Just DM me at mermaidgirl888 on uh, Instagram because it's a cure I got out of Peru that the Peruvians use to cure cancer. And it's like an extra long cold. It's easy to cure. Super easy to cure. You can't cure the cold, but you could cure cancer. I mean, I know I did. But, uh, I started feeling last night, like maybe something's going on that I didn't know. Like maybe it's not just ascension symptoms. I started to freak out cause I started to get very, I mean like so tired. I was overwhelmingly tired and then I fell asleep and I slept extremely deep. 
And I woke up after eight hours and I was like, I feel phenomenally great. I have tons of energy again and I feel great. So yay, no cancer. Thank God I'm fine. And I did a bunch of laundry. I was like going up and down the, the staircase. I was playing with the cat. I even had a conversation with my son that was amazing. And, um, I, I did dishes. I stood in the sun for a while you know, like I try to do every day. Yesterday I woke up at five o'clock in the evening and I didn't have time to stand in the sun and it was just like depressing as hell. But, um, today everything was better. It's like, wow, I just, what a difference a day makes. So if you're having a bad day, a sad day, or you feel like I'm going to check the hell out of this planet day, don't wait one day. Just give it one more day. Every day, just give it one more day. You're going to be all right. It's going to turn out okay. Things are going to be okay. You'll get the certifications. You'll get the communications. You'll get the acknowledgement that you deserve the, and the honor and the respect and the good conversation that you've been waiting for. Everything is going to happen. Just give it one more day. All right. I'm going to go over to spaceweather.com. So we just came out of this solar windstream and that was awful heavy energy. It was a lot of light codes and downloads. It was intense. When I touched my throat chakra and I said, Flea Aka, Flea Aka, Flea Aka. Well, that integrated all the light codes. And then I, when I woke up today, I was like, oh, I feel great. That actually did reset me. So thank you, Michael Shearhan of Ashtar Command last night for giving us this code. It's T-H-L-I-A-A-H-K-H-A. Thlia-a-ka. And you just touch your throat and say that three times and it's going to integrate. If you're tired and you're not feeling good, see what that does for you. (coughs) If you dare. (laughs) So uh, solar wind speed is 526.5 kilometers per second right now. We just came out of the solar wind stream. It is gone in the next... Uh, solar wind stream will be hitting us on February 1st and February 2nd. It's now from a uh, southern coronal hole that's over to the uh, west horizon of the sun. So it's going to be with us for a while. It's going to send us energy for a while. But we have a day reprieve. Thank you, God. Or two. <laughs> a couple days reprieve, it looks like. There are only two uh, solar... Um, or sunspots, there's no threat for solar flares right now. The activity should remain very low for the next 24 hours as these sunspots gently and quietly slip around the right-hand side of the sun, which is nice. Um, There's a little bit of a chance of auroras if you keep up with that. We um, We had noctilucent clouds in the lower hemispheres, so that's normal. We have had eight fireballs, according to the NASA's all-sky cameras, and the All-Sky Fireball Network over the United States. And the last thing I forgot to say was there's been no change. As far as the uh, radiation coming from the cosmos and the Ulu Finland um, University neutron counts, they said that we're still at 8.8%, which is high levels of radiation. And that is 8.8% of the space age average with zero change in the past 48 hours 
Now, as far as DisclosureNews.it is concerned and the Schumann residents today, they said that we were in between fluctuating between 18 and 65 hertz frequency today, 65 being the highest. So coming down from 70 yesterday and 70 the day before and 6,000 last Friday. <laughs> 6,000, man, I, that just thrilled me to no end. I, I felt the energy all week and I was like, oh, <laughs> and I started singing when I got my Tesla certification. I was like, oh, going around my room, spinning in a circle. And then I'm like, I hear a choir of me. <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. Okay. <laughs> it really actually made me kind of silly and giddy because, oh my God, it's been so much stress for the past five months. Getting through this was like, oh, I was like pulling teeth. The material so boring. <laughs> Woo, I did it. Thank God. Okay. We only have what's going on from about a day and a half ago. So as far as the Schumann Resonance's power from the GCMS magnetometer of health, um, heartmath.org, I was going to say health sciences, that's the other part of their website, but heartmath.org, this is what we have. California was at 60 hertz frequency, and Hulului, South Africa, and Hafuf, Saudi Arabia were both at zero hertz frequency still. Lithuania was at 91 hertz frequency. Northland, New Zealand was at 71 hertz frequency. And the winner, winner, chicken dinner <laughs> is Alberta, Canada at 101 hertz frequency. And that was at the 2300 hour of Monday. So there you have it for the Schumann Resonances news. Um, remember that normally it's 7.83 hertz and had been for, I don't know, 50 years, 100 years, whenever they started measuring it. So just under eight so for it to be 100 or 70 or even 6,000, that lets us know that we're onto something when we say we feel a higher vibration, a higher energy. The fifth dimension does start at 40 hertz frequency. So there you go, guys. There you have it. I'm going to be right back after this teeny tiny little musical interlude. And I'm going to quiet down a bit. And then we're going to be channeling again another extraterrestrial race. Yesterday it was the Pleiadians, today it is the Arcturians, and they're from the ninth dimension, and there we go. I'll be right back after this. Alright guys, so... Uh, for those of you who are brand new tuning in to me, I am a channeler. I have been doing this for over 20 years privately and quite randomly for people. And sometimes I was channeling people's masters for them. And sometimes people's deceased loved ones would be kind of in the corner of my eye if I shut my eye, I could see my eyes. I could see it with my third eye, that person. And then I would telepath with them to relay messages. And that's happened many, many, many times. Actually, for closer to 30 years, I've been doing that. And I have never really allowed an entity to take over my body. Only twice has it almost happened. 
and the first time, well, three times actually. And one time it was, um, a demon <laughs> and it did, it inhabited my body for like a good five minutes. It felt like five hours when I was 18 years old, just getting into all this stuff. And I asked Jesus to come and help me. And he did being the big brother. He is brother. Yeshua. I said, Yeshua, help me. And he did. I could barely get the words out. The demon was controlling my throat. It was pretty damn scary. And another time I almost got overtaken by an entity was when I was in a Pentecostal church with my girlfriend and it was her church. And I was there just because it was freaking crazy. I wanted to see how wild this church was. It just fascinated me and terrified me all at once that the people were seemingly brainwashy a little bit, but very sweet people, very, very sweet people. So I used to go to that church with her. I, I went for months just cause I was fascinated by the speaking in tongues thing. I didn't understand it. I didn't think it was helpful that all that gibberish, <laughs> it just felt like what the hell is happening. And this is before light language came out. No one knew anything about it, you know? Yeah. And you know, I was just like, what the hell is happening here? And, uh, there was one day where the pastor said, come on up all the women, all the women gather around the altar. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> and so I went, I went up there and as I was standing there, I felt what they were calling the Holy spirit. I didn't know what the fuck it is. It could be a ghost or a demon or a fairy or someone just trying to fuck with us. Right. I don't know. I'm not letting that fucker in my body. <laughs> I had learned psychic self-defense after the demon incident. I had learned how to protect my body <laughs> after the demon incident. So I just, I felt it and it, it started to inhabit and overtake my body. It was like fully over my body. And I'm all, Oh hell no. Get the fuck away from me. Demon be gone. And then it shot from my body down the line and we're all women in a line holding hands. And it went like an energetic electrical force. And it went through when I could, I opened my eyes, I looked at the women and it was just like, you could see their body like, whoa, whoa, you know, jumping, you know, like people do in, in movies where a ghost passes through them, like in Ghostbusters. It's really creepy. Actually, when they say it's a holy ghost. I mean, no shit, Sherlock. It felt like a ghost. It's very weird. I don't know what the hell it was. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Is it really though? What's our proof of that? <laughs> What's the evidence? I don't know. And it, I remember it went down to the end and it inhabited this lady's body and she started crying and rolling around on the floor and speaking gibberish. I'm like, how the fuck is this helpful, dude? Like, I didn't say that out loud, but that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is this actually fucking helpful? other than they think it's evidence of God. I'm like, okay, good. They're proving to themselves over and over again through some random spirit <laughs> that God is real. So that's cool. All right, fine. And then she stopped talking and somebody else in the back of the church, a man picked up where she left off and started saying kind of the same sort of ga, 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 ba, 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 whatever, you know, it didn't even sound like light language. I don't know what the hell it was. It impressed me enough 
where I thought that was interesting. I'm going to keep coming to this church because it's weird. I love weird shit. <laughs> I honestly don't know what it was. Maybe it was what they said, what they thought, what they hoped, what they believed. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. That was the second time an entity tried to take over my body. And the third time was a couple years ago when I was channeling. I think it was actually maybe in season two in the beginning of last year, actually, when <clears throat> I was channeling the Arcturian Council of Nine, who I'm going to channel tonight. And they almost inhabited my body because they're used to doing this with other channels. And they do inhabit the body of Daniel Scranton, who is very, very good. And he and I always get complimentary messages. We don't overlap in information. So you can listen to me and listen to him and you're not going to waste your time. And all the messages are valid and good. And he's a very clear channel. He's a very sweet person in general. I've spoken, not spoken directly with him, but I've, um, talked to him through, you know, Instagram and YouTube and whatnot. But, uh, I was just like, whoa, guys, don't take over my body now because I'm not comfortable. This does, makes me very uncomfortable after the demon and the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost or actual fucking ghost incident. I don't know. Those things kind of, it kind of, I'm a Virgo, dude. I'm barely comfortable in my body by myself. <laughs> don't really want spirit to take over my body because what the hell spirit is it for real? So my method is not a direct channeling method, which a lot of the channelers do. Um, instead, my method is indirect and I use clairvoyance, claircognizance, sometimes clairsentience and clairaudience and what's the other one? Clairsmellience where you smell things. Um, like they'll send an ascent into your awareness fields. You're like, Oh, you know, um, it's a, it's an all inclusive, um, sensory experience for me. It's not just words. Sometimes it appears to me as words on a page. Sometimes I'll hear them say the word, whatever they're saying, it's in their language. And then it's an emotion and it gets translated into a word in my mind, in my brain. You know, I translate it into English from the emotion and the feeling. And I keep asking them for clarification. So you'll notice, especially even last night, I had to ask for clarification a few times. Um, I'll see or hear something and I don't quite believe it. I don't quite accept it. I think, well, maybe that's just coming from my subconscious mind. If I doubt myself, you know, in the moment, then I have to stop, backtrack. Whoa, 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 wait up, hold up. <laughs> what did you just say? Let's get some muscle testing up in here. Let me figure this out. Mm, we'll backtrack and say, did you really say this? Or did, was I making that part up? You know, I'll figure it out, but it is an all inclusive experience. And, um, I don't know. I've been enjoying it tremendously. I hope you guys are too. And a lot of you have written me saying that these messages are helping and that makes me happy because it's, uh, pretty incredible to get that feedback. I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this, even though it's very weird. <laughs> it's a very weird thing to do. Trust me. It just, when it starts happening, it's like, Oh, I feel really, this is, I, I'm a Virgo. This isn't, this is kind of weird, right? 
but I'm okay. I just, I trusted it. I trust God. I trust the process now. And so here I am. I'm already connected to the Arcturian Council of Nine. They are ninth dimensional beings. There are nine of them that um, conglomerate together. They have one spokesperson, but they're all sending energy, beaming energy to me. And through me, I do allow their energy of their light codes and downloads and upgrades and packets of information. It comes through um, light waves. I think also probably audio waves because it's in my voice. So as I'm channeling their words and their message, I'm also pulling their energy into my body and transmitting it back to you guys through my voice. You can choose to take that energy in and you can reject it if you don't like it. You can also choose to reject it before it goes into your body if it's going to affect you and <clears throat> just ask your holy guardian angel to help you whatever way you want. You know, um, for me, I like to pull in the energy cause it's very high vibration and I've always gotten a very good feeling from the Arcturians. In fact, I don't channel anybody or anything unless I do get a very high vibration and I've never, thank you, God knock on this wood <laughs> that it's never happened where I've gotten a negative Uh, or a low vibrational entity. Um, not since I was 18 and that I had that one test where a demon tested me and I got rid of the demon and that never happened to me again. It was weird because it was in my boyfriend's closet and we called my friend at like three in the morning, help get your ass over here. And our friend raced as fast as he could with all of his shamanistic stuff. And he was in his pajamas with a black trench coat over it. (laughs) It was ridiculous. I, he he literally exorcised this fucker out of our house. He exorcised it like Catholic style. It was crazy. But I learned how to do that early on when I was 18 and I've been I've had a I've had to get rid of spirits and ghosts and I've helped most of them to heaven. Now I don't exorcise them Catholic style, which is actually rather painful for the spirit whether it's a demon or whatever, but um now I know how to actually get them on up out of my house. (laughs) And now that I've come into my own power as an archangel and I know who I am now, um, those lower vibrational entities don't mess with me anymore. Um, I just don't even get it in my energy field anymore. So, um, just so you guys can rest assured, especially for those of you who are new to me and you're like, I don't know about this. Well, you, you can, um, experience it for yourself through me and see what's going on. But, um, I don't allow lower vibrations and I don't allow anyone to take over my body. So I have my Holy guardian angel with me. who is guarding my body. Archangel Mikhail Michael is always with me. Um, he is currently not incarnate. He's someone you can actually call upon, but you have to ask God to call upon him for you. Like he might be busy, but Archangel Michael is available. Um, I just, uh, discovered who, uh, Archangel Shamuel is physically incarnate. Do not call on Shamuel, by the way, because she has had a problem with having uh, her energy being drained from her, not knowing for years because people keep freaking praying upon her. (laughs) And she's in a physical body right now here to help humanity ascend like me, Archangel Azrael, like Archangel Sandalphon and Raguel and several of us are here 
And we, we have all through my show have been gathered together. And we're starting to discuss this, like, hey, we're here to help humanity ascend. And we're all now working together physically with, you know, or at least from the physical plane of existence to help you guys. So be careful when you uh, call upon archangels. Don't just call upon us randomly unless you know that we're definitely not incarnate because that drains our physical energy. And we're here to help humanity ascend by holding the light. We hold, we are great big vessels of light and we hold a lot of light in our bodies and we're holding that energy. And then people keep praying to us and it's like, oh my God, it dissipates that. And it takes extra energy in these physical bodies that are only human can only take so much. So please ask God first before you call upon archangels. This is a warning I put out every now and again. Um, there's a lot of new agey people. They think they know what they're doing and they don't because they're not archangels. And they don't know what it feels like. You know, I, I found out that there's um, whole meditations meant to contact my spirit before I put a kibosh on this. As, as the angel of death, I was the only one, apparently, <laughs> that was able to realize this, recognize this, and stop it. So if you call upon the archangel Azrael, which is me, the archangel of death, your request is going to be bypassing me and my spirit, but it goes directly to Archangel Hariel, who is a current acting angel, head angel um, of death, basically Archangel, you know, so I just, you know, so if you do accidentally call upon an angel who's incarnate, it will not be pulling from that angel anymore, but please just out of respect. I'm just saying that because it's been an issue and <laughs> I just saw a post for Archangel Shamuel, call upon her. No, don't. She's freaking busy. She's got a job, a family, a boyfriend, a life. She's got things going on. But having said that, she's also putting a bunch of love and light into this planet for you guys already. She's already doing her part, okay? Anyway, and... Uh, but I did stop it, but I'm just, it's just, it's the whole respect thing anyway. <laughs> so that's a little bit of my background story. I have been telepathing since I was born and remote viewing has always been kind of a part of my mind. I didn't notice that I'm actually doing that until a few years ago. <laughs> um, no, maybe 20 something years ago, I've been remote viewing and being psychic for people helping people find lost objects and whatnot and like for 25 years, something like that. So I've been at this for a very, very long time and channeling the Arcturians. That's been about two years only. In fact, channeling all ETs, that's only been about for the public for a couple years. Although I've been communicating with certain ET groups since another, like about 35 years, <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, my life has been always very weird. So, well, here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm already connected to the Arcturian council of nine. Again, like I said, they're on the ninth dimensional plane and they have uh, never experienced being in the third dimension. So they find our world absolutely fascinating. And I don't know about you guys, but I find their existence very fascinating as well. When they appear to people 
in their mind's eye or in dreams, they appear as very tall, slender, and kind of an electric blue color skin. And they sometimes appear with a crystal in front of their third eye. They're deeply spiritual and they're very connected to the divine energies. And they tend to be very soothing. So that's what I know about them. And um, let me take a couple deep breaths and get more in tune. Arcturian Council, am I connected to you? Muscle testing says yes. You may begin your transmission now. Go ahead. Greetings and hello. We are the Arcturian Council and we are thrilled to be connecting with you this evening or today, depending on when you listen to this recording. We have been watching your world and searching through your world for the lost souls who have yet to discover their intensified light by which we mean their divinity. There are so many lost souls in your world and our hearts are pouring out to them in all manner of ways in attempts to wake them up. Now, when we say our hearts, that gave us a little bit of a jarring feeling because we do not have physical hearts the way that you do. And we realized that maybe we were being posers. If we could use your vernacular for a moment, (laughs) we have chakra system similar to yours, but it's not connected to a physical body. And this is one of those things that are in humanity that we wonder about quite often. What does that feel like to have your energetic body connected to a physical body? Because for us, we have in comparison to you, very wispy, very light, very non-dense bodies. We are barely physical, if you want to put it in those terms. We definitely have bodies that are separate from our spirit bodies, but they're very, very, very energetically light. And we appear as light usually, but sometimes we appear solid, but barely solid. And we look at your bodies and we wonder how can your wispy light body, your soul, which is so pure and magnificent and light that is vibrating so high that you cannot see your souls. When you look at each other, you can only sense it in the back of your mind or feel it in your heart. And if someone does not have good intentions, you feel it in your gut. We see that gut instinct as a flash 
of red light, almost like a warning sign, when we look in and observe humanity, we have seen this several times where someone gets a warning flash in their lower abdomen and they don't even seem to notice it. To us, it's quite obvious because we can see the higher vibration and the higher octave of these lights. Did you know that lights flash in your body? It's almost like your chakras are putting out a flashing light depending on the situation or the circumstance that you find yourself in. We find this rather curious from our perspective because it seems almost like your life is totally color coded and you see that you're, if you could see what we see from our perspective, you would almost laugh at how easy your life could be if you could see and sense exactly what's happening. You would be able to see the tendrils or tentacles that some people attempt to wrap around you like little coils when they're trying to manipulate and control you. It would be so obvious if you could just see it the way that we see it. If you could see your world the way we saw it as energetic forms. And we find it quite curious that you can't see it. And we have so much compassion and so much love for you guys because you don't see it coming. And it's almost like we have a totally different view of what's happening. And we are ill-fated in the ways that we cannot stop it for you. We are ill-equipped to be your holy guardian angels. And yet, oh yes, we do see your holy guardian angels. They come in like a flash out of nowhere. Sometimes they flash silver or gold, or they have a a brilliant uh, pale golden yellow color. And sometimes it's very fast. We see when you pray and you ask for protection, And we see the angels really removing those energies from you. And we're also curious that you cannot see these beings all around you. Oh, how loved and how protected and how absolutely cherished you are. And how many helpers you have surrounding you at all times, but you just fail to see it. And it's curious how you live in such a density, in such a dense, dense world. And you're trying so hard to raise your vibration and claw your way up out of it. And we're always rooting for you. We're always on your side and we're always sending you so much high vibrational love, so much high vibrational light. We wish so much to be a part of your world. And we know alas, we cannot, and we can only conversate with you via channels, indirect or direct. We contact you through so many different ways, means and channelers, because 
we just want to reach out and love you and know you. And we are, we're almost like big brothers and sisters in a way for you energetically. Like you, we are created from the one, the, the one will, the, the, uh, prime creator. And we feel very blessed about our world when we see what you go through in yours. We feel very lucky and quite fortunate that we don't have to put up with some of the harder density things that we have witnessed in your world. And it opens up our ability to feel compassion and love. And we send forth so much positive energy and we radiate our love towards you and we hope you open up and feel it we hope that the lost ones open up their hearts and their minds and their eyes someday to see who they truly are and then maybe one day they will stop hurting those of you who are awake and those of you who do see the world for what it really is and you recognize the illusory parts of it or you call it the matrix we love this word it's very um i keep seeing the word adept adept there's a word there that it's i'm sorry please say the word the matrix is very and it's almost like adept or apropos, and it's a word that's kind of in between those. Um, one more time. Now I'm seeing adamant. That's not correct. I'm getting the gist or the energetic feel of this word, but they also sent a specific word, and now I can't see it. I, I can't feel it. Okay, let's just move on, and maybe it'll, it'll come to me. Um is it appropriate? Oh, okay. That was very weird. <laughs> I'm like apropos and I couldn't think of appropriate. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's get back into this. All right. The word the matrix is quite appropriate. It's adamantly appropriate because in your world are what what you see is a matrix or you imagine is a matrix. What we, what we see from our perspective is there are certain programs and conditions built right in. Like when you make a cake, you bake in all the ingredients and these ingredients are there to make your life ultimately sweeter and enjoyable. But right now these ingredients sometimes clash with, your way of being in the world and it makes you think and it makes you in some cases you become more like warriors or tougher and in some ways your heart opens up and in some ways you become more compassionate and you're apt to cry a little more and for some people these patterns are there to break them emotionally out of a tough exterior that makes them more like bullies and then they open up the, the, the outer shell cracks and they realize the error of their ways. And so some patterns we see are meant to crack the bullies. And some of the 
uh, patterns that we see in your world are meant to toughen up the softies. And this sounds kind of silly, maybe from your perspective when we tell you what we see, but it's in order for there to be more harmonious balance. (coughs) If you're too soft, you might need to toughen up. And if you're too tough, you might need to soften up. At least this is from our viewpoint. We see it this way sometimes that these patterns are there until you no longer need the patterns. When you become a perfectly balanced person, we see you rising up out of these patterns. (coughs) We see you rising up out of these matrix like patterns. And it's like a matrices and there are many of them. And these are just uh, some of them that we happen to be discussing now, but there are many others. And they're saying the pattern of man has always been now that, but that's a line that I read, you know, you just pull up this out of my subconscious mind. I felt them do it. Um, Jesus said in the Aquarian gospel of Jesus, the Christ, um, it was a man and a woman and the woman, uh, got this book. I mean, or they got this, uh, notebook and she went into very deep trance and read the Akashic records of Jesus. And her boyfriend wrote down every single thing she said. And they published this book. And it's a very famous book. I may someday read it for you guys. I haven't totally felt like it was the time yet. Although you could find it online. You'll probably find it free. It's a very old book. It's like 100 years old, at least. So they just plucked this phrase from my mind. The pattern of man has always been. So, okay. So what do you mean? So why do you want to talk about this? And in what way? Let's see. Cause Jesus said, by the way, in, in this book, he says, um, the pattern for man has always been throughout the universe, not just in, um, on earth, on Terra, um, on Gaia or Terra, you know, depending on whose perspective you look at our planet. She has many different names. So, okay, um, Arcturian Council is speaking again. Go ahead, guys. Yes, the <clears throat> the pattern for man has always been, and we're, we don't, when we say man, we mean humans. We don't differentiate between male and female. We're just saying uh, man in general, like human. Um, and when we see this pattern, and we do see this pattern when we look for it, It's a perfect, perfected man or woman, you know, depending on your perspective of that, but it is a perfection energetic signature that you have to let go of all of your patterning and all of the false notions of yourself in order to step into the pattern of perfection that is there waiting for you. And it's a greater energetic field. That's a golden aura surrounding the earth. And you have to 
clear off the dross, as the old alchemists used to say, in order to step into the golden energy of this uh, aura, this pattern. And this is how you will uh, achieve and receive the gifts that you believe are coming to you. And we see that not very many people on your world, in your world, have ever achieved that golden pattern of man that does not have uh, sadness or sorrow or uh, they're showing, they're kind of saying, or the muddiness, they're kind of showing like debris. They're showing like, like we're almost like we're covered in mud and we have to shake the debris off. And the debris is like uh, different, um, things that are, uh, not serving us like, um, you know, core wounds, inner child wounds or, um, domestic violence. That's happen towards us or near us. And we have that, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or, you know, um, starving homelessness, um, all the bad shit that's happened to us or people we know, whether it's affected us directly or affected us because we heard a story of it or because it's someone, it happened to someone we know and love and our hearts go out and we feel sad for them. Um, when we feel pathetic and sad and pity, for ourselves and for others, all that is like sticking to us like mud. And they're showing me like almost like a mud man walking. And then they show, and they were comparing and contrasting that to an energetic pattern of a pure man who's just golden light and nothing more. And that man almost like has his wings. Like he could fly, he could do everything like teleport, transport, bilocate, um, uh, create things in his hands out of the ethers, out of the clear blue ether. Um, uh, you know, the whole walking on water, creating loaves and fishes, all of those kinds of things. Jesus was a golden man. They're saying so, all right, let me get back into their, their words and their ideas. So that's, I'm just, I'm trying to relay. This is like a, an energetic, um, they're sending me pictures and pictures, not just words. So they, they communicate with love, like with, um, emotions and pictures almost more than words sometimes. And then they give me words, but then they always put it with packets of light information and I have to unpack it and unravel it for you guys. So <clears throat> that's what <clears throat> they showed. Like if we could shake the mud off like a dog shaking mud off, um, will be able to enter into that golden light. Okay, so go ahead. We see he, these, uh, first of all, they say, yes, we're so glad you got it. You understood us. We're so happy. We didn't know if the pictures would work, but you got it perfectly. <laughs> and what we want to say is that it's going to become easier and easier as the dross or the mud or the energetic patterns that no longer serve you start to fall away and unravel and drop off of your perfect soul that has always been perfect. The pattern for perfect man has always been 
perfect. You have always been perfect. And it's a matter of your accepting, healing the things that need to be healed, but accepting the fact that you are always that perfect golden human. And we see very soon, although timing is relative to where you're from and for us, time is more of an illusion and it's, we we are rather timeless beings. We live thousands of years. We don't need to die as much as <laughs> they're, they're saying we don't need to die as much as you guys have to die. <laughs> but what they mean by that is it's like, okay, go ahead. Explain that, please. <laughs> that sounded kind of creepy. <laughs> And now they're laughing. They're saying, okay, we see it from your perspective. They didn't mean it from our perspective, from their perspective is a totally different thing. But from our perspective, that sounds creepy. And they didn't notice that they, until right now, now they're laughing. Okay. <laughs> and they say, okay, what we mean by that is from your perspective, it's so intense being in this density. That's why so many of your people seem to die. You just leave the husk behind and you go on as that perfect golden soul back to uh, your heaven or the other side, as you call it. And you rest. You need a lot of resting time. You can only be here so long in this world of yours and then you have to go back. It's too much for your soul to bear. And from our perspective, we don't really go through as much as you do. We don't have uh, any of the violence. We don't have any of the negativity. Um, We come from a place of pure love and experience of joy. And every now and again, we might get a, a fleeting moment of sorrow or sadness, but it's very, very light. And it's usually if one of our... um, cohorts decide to leave the collective and then they go back to the light and we feel a bit of a a tinge or a, a twinge of sorrow and sadness for a quick flash and then we realize but the rest of us are still here and then we re it's like a, a momentary brief flash of a second in which we are not in contact with that person And then when they get to the other side, we reconnect and reinitiate the contact. So for us, it's just maybe in matter of your earth time, two to three minutes of sadness. And then they reconnect from the other side in a different way. And then we're all okay again because we feel that energy still. We tend to feel our connection with the greater universe at large, but we have a greater connection with our, um, Arcturian, uh, brothers and sisters, if you want to call them that. So, but when we view your world and we see all of the things that you go through, we can see and understand why you need so many breaks. And so many lifetimes are necessary as well. Whereas maybe we might live three or four or five lifetimes. You might live 
what are you saying? I, I think he said 200 to 20,000 lifetimes. That's what he said. I don't know if that's true. If we live 20,000, we, we get it wrong so many times in a row. I don't <laughs> It's possible. He says, we can all live an infinite amount of lifetimes. It's up to us. It's always a choice. But we see the point of it. And still, it, it feels so different and foreign from our experience that we are fascinated by you and your world. And we feel the need to step in and send so much love and so much encouragement to your people at this time and our biggest message tonight honestly was just to express this divine golden pattern of man because many of you have a goal of being spiritual you have a goal of ascending but it seems so nebulous and so vague and there's not a lot of literature in your world there's not a lot of actual explanation as to what this spiritual path is. A lot of you say I'm spiritual and people say, well, what does that mean? And they're, they're sleeping ones and they don't know. And maybe they're scientific and they might not even believe in a divine creator. And they say, what does that mean? And then you go, well, you know, and then you proceed to tell them, activities that you do, but that's not what spirituality is. You know, I do yoga, I eat vegetables, I sing in nature, I meditate. But those are activities that you do because you're spiritual. Those are not spirituality itself. Those are activities to occupy your mind and appease your soul because you're spiritual. So we wanted to give you something that feels, if not more like concrete proof, (laughs) it gives you something to move towards, move forward in the direction of, because when some people say when you meditate to, or you're on the spiritual path to find God, And then once you realize you are God, you already found him. He's inside of you or she's inside of you. Now what? Are you done? Is your spirituality done? Are you just like, we checked that off the list and now we're going to learn how to ski or surf? (laughs) What's the point of staying spiritual if you already found out where God is? God's inside you. Cool. All right. Let's have brunch. Let's eat pancakes. So we wanted to give you more of a concrete visual image in your mind of something that you need to work towards. And that is to shake off the illusions and the patterns that no longer serve you and walk into the pattern of human that has always been that golden energy light. It's like a white golden light. We see it and experience it as a golden yellow. And it's a very holy color. Almost like the sunlight itself from your sun in your 
third third dimension density world that when you look at the sun, it's kind of a fiery golden yellow. That's almost the same color. So you have a reference point. We want you to, and for some of you, it might be easier to see a white light pattern body, especially if you're not particularly fond of the color yellow, but this is a golden energy. And we, we see the pattern of man. That's always been the perfection of man, the self realized man, the man body or human, or, you know, you can say one man body, if you wish. Um, we're just, when we say man, we mean human, the human body that you have, that you have to step into. And once enough of you step into it, that will usher in the golden age of man. Cause you're going to be golden men. Do you see? So when someone says, where are you working for or towards as a spiritual being, what are you trying to do? You're not really trying to seek God after you found where God is. You're trying to locate the God within and expand that God, that prime creator within outward from the inside out. You're trying to expand it in a way that you slough off like dead skin in a loofah. You're trying to slough off these patterns, ideas, and false beliefs and false notions of yourself in order to shine your brightest light. That is the pattern of man that has always been the perfection man, the golden human. We hope that this message is powerful for you and that you can hold on to this idea in your mind's eye of that pattern because it already is inside of you. Now it's not something outside of you that you have to go around searching the whole wide world. It's not like there's only one pattern and it's in the Himalaya mountains. And if you don't happen to step in the right exact footpath, it's going to be lost unto you forever. That's not true. We see it inside of you. And it's funny because we see it as if you're mud men walking around and we see the mud and then every now and again you get a flash of an insight or every now and again you get a flash of an idea about yourself where you think highly of yourself right before the guilt sets in or the ashamedness sets in and we see the whole pattern flash inside you And you bright, you're so bright, you brighten up the whole area around you and you're just so golden and beautiful. And we see it from our perspective and we're like, yes. And then we see guilt or shame take over. And we feel, feel so sad because we feel like you're on the verge of greatness. And they say with greatness comes great responsibility, but You have to understand that if you're walking into the pattern inside of you, that is that golden perfection. As you accept that golden perfection, 
And if you do this with a true and clear and pure heart, you are going to do this from the energetic level of complete humility. You will be so humble that you will no longer need to feel guilt or shame. This is your connection, not only to the golden perfection pattern of man, but a a direct connection to God himself, to the prime creator, or if you will, the creatrix, either way. This is another way of telling you to fall back onto your soul. We've been listening to the show and some of these ideas have come forth and we wanted to give you our perspective of this because it seems that if you pick one of these ways to think about it and it feels more concrete to you than the other, for us, we see it as a problem or a puzzle to be solved. And if we can give you one more piece that will help you solve your puzzle of who you truly are, how magnificent and wonderful and great you truly are, then we will be able to see the magnificent bright light from our point of view and from Arcturian space. In our dimension, your whole world is filled with lights, but a lot of them are dim. We invite you to explore the pattern of man that has always been inside of you so that you can once again shine bright like the gods and the goddesses that you truly are. And when you do so, you'll be with so much humility and so much joy that you need not worry about the ego. You need not worry about becoming a bad person because when you step into this golden light, you embody love and compassion itself. So that is our message to you today. We send this with so much love and compassion from our perspective. We hope that our ideas can help you progress along your spiritual path. And we hope that we've given you a more concrete way of looking at why indeed you are spiritual. Why did you have a spiritual awakening and how can it serve the world and God and yourself, your family and friends better? We are the Arcturian Council of Nine, and we are so pleased that we were able to serve you in this capacity tonight. We send our love and our light, and we are so grateful to be able someday soon to welcome you into our fold as you join the Galactic Federation of Light with us as your brothers and sisters. Thank you for listening. Okay, that's the end of the transmission, guys. Woo, I feel like a pulsating in my um, third eye and my crown chakra. 
and the back of my heart chakra for some reason, which I also felt with the Pleiadians yesterday. So uh, I wanted to tell you something that happened after yesterday's channeling. Uh, Four tall whites, tall white ET beings came into my room, into my dining room, and they stood around me and they fixed some patterns in me. They took away some things. I don't know what. (laughs) Maybe negative ideas. I don't know what happened, but I felt great. Like Tony the Tiger, great. (laughs) When I woke up, I had so much energy. And it was incredible. I was like, wow. Wow. So... I just want to tell you guys that, that I mean it's pretty cool when I when I hear these when I feel these ETs around me. My friend called me last night and before I answered the phone um I believe it was my duende my house fairy says hello <laughs> and then I said hey what's up and he's all, uh, who is a man that just said hello? I'm like, what? <laughs> I did charge up my house fairy in the sun. And and um, three or four times now she's come across uh, on, the, on the calls when I'm talking to my friend. And he's like, what is that sound? Who is it? Sounds like there's a man with you. I'm like, there's no one here. It's just me. I thought that was pretty strange. So if you guys hear artifacts, (laughs) a voice that's not mine and a voice that's not Miss Knowledge, Sorcerer Knowledge Ravenspell, my beautiful gatita, my little cat. If you hear a voice that's not mine and not hers, I want to know about it. Just let me know at what minute you hear it. (laughs) Because I want to go back and listen. <coughs> uh, I'm a little congested from Sangay, the giver, <laughs> the giver of congestion, the volcano. I still have that metallic blah, 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 taste in my mouth from it, mm, from the ash in the air. And today was some kind of a fiesta, man. There was all around me in a circle was all kinds of fireworks randomly. Yet no one in the Sweet Adela knows what happened. We're all like, what? Negated community. It was outside of the community, but we got an eyeful. Beautiful fireworks, celebrations. So that was pretty cool. And hallelujah. Maybe that's what that means. I don't know. So I'm throwing it out there in case this is something that's in your energy field in other areas. So I hope that you guys are able to step into your golden pattern you're in it now it's in you just focus on it because baby what you focus on expands i love each and every one of you and i'm so grateful to have you on my journey on this spiritual journey i'm glad that we're hashtag soul tribe and hashtag soul family you can find me on instagram with those hashtags or at mermaid girl 888 that's just my my private personal um, one. Uh, that's how you get in touch with me right now uh, for any reason at all. If you need the cure for cancer <laughs> that I mentioned. Or if you want to um, 
you know, just shoot the breeze. That's cool. Say hi. If you have a question for me that I can read on the show, let me know. And I will. Cause, um, that was super fun. We did that last, uh, last season at the end of the season. So anyway, that's it. Uh, I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And that's it for now. (laughs) I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.